Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling Sales Sports Podcast. This is episode 135, which feels weird to say. Uh, Seattle interview series number 39. I have Adrian Jordan with, is it Adrian? Adrian, anything? Get that right? Yeah, they sound the same. Adrian's good. Yeah. Adrian, okay, good to know. <laughs> um, Adrian Jordan here, uh, three time Big Sky All Conference first team, uh, 2014 Big Sky co defensive MVP. 2015 Big Sky defensive MVP and has really been able to, I don't know if this is like something you'd consider a perk of the job or not, but been able to travel around Europe in a, in a good extent. And, um, you know, obviously the stop uh, in, well, not even Tacoma really, because it was 2020 and the season was being played in what, in Utah? Mm-hmm. Or, yep. So, you know, but, you know, I'd say well-traveled and I think that I don't know on on your behalf, but that might be a a benefit, I'd say, maybe. Um, How have things been? I know that we're still dealing with the pandemic um, and, you know, some places different than others. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know for the most part, seasons are still taking place. So how how have things been for you in in the early stages of 2022? Yeah, um, first, like, thanks for having me. And traveling around Europe is definitely a perk. Traveling in general, it's like, wonderful um but in regards to covid um it's been really like you said different everywhere that i've been um my first time playing with it was in the bubble um with the rain and then um yeah it's just been kind of like take it as it comes basically everywhere i go um Spain had completely different protocols than the U.S. and everyone, it's literally always changing and always different. So, you know, taking that into account, uh, I want to go back to beginnings here. Are you able to pinpoint, you know, really, it it seems like there's two kind of roads for people um, where the love of soccer began for you, or I guess where the journey began, because I know that some people, uh, it kind of picks up here and there or they don't really gain love for the game until maybe late um, until they actually start like playing at a higher level so whatever works best for you where did that journey for you begin with soccer or where did the love of the game begin um well the journey began I think I was like five years old and my parents just I was first child and everyone was playing soccer so they just kind of put me in And I hated it, was like picking lilies, like running away from the ball, like just not having it. And they're like, okay, let's take her out and like try again next year. And so they did that. And then I was more, I was more into it at that point. Um, But I mean, like you said, the love for me, like it came late, I think. Of course I enjoyed it, but I could tell other teammates they loved it they like Mm. eat breathe like slept everything was around soccer and I didn't have that until probably college so my love came late (laughs) so with that being said also um you know with that love coming late uh did you ever consider taking a different sport to maybe a higher level um or did soccer once you kind of got into it just have a prevalent lead um because as I mentioned to you before we started, you know, lettered twice in soccer, lettered twice in swimming, twice in track, once in basketball. So, I mean, it's not like you weren't a versatile athlete, right? 
was that ever something any of those something you ever maybe considered saying hey maybe I want to take this to another level or was that never the case and soccer just kind of had that lead uh, and didn't look back um soccer definitely had the lead for me um I was always looking where am I gonna play but I will say track was a like runner up I was definitely looking into schools maybe potentially um running track and playing soccer in the end that didn't happen but um yeah track I ran my last two years of high school so it was really fresh and just new and exciting and I did well um so it was in the back of my head probably up until the very end until I signed to play yeah so as someone who's got that experience, obviously not just experience, but lettering several times in those different sports, is that something that uh, if perhaps a younger athlete's like watching this, that you would recommend going out for several sports just because not only is it something, you know, to get you out there and to meet people, but also you can really find, I think, um, what suits best for you. Because if you don't try it, usually you never might know. Uh, is it something that you would recommend? If obviously that's something that people can do, obviously schedules can get in the way, but if that is something that's available for a younger athlete, do you think that's something that they should pursue? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm a big supporter of being a multi-sport athlete um, from the start on. Um, I do believe it helps as you're developing um, your skill set in certain sports. It helps with the development of the body and um, a lot of things go hand in hand that don't really seem like it maybe. So for example, swimming, um, you're using your whole body, but you're also working on breath control um, and that can transfer over to the field or track and running. Um, Yeah, my whole family, we all played multiple sports growing up. So again, like you said, it's not possible for everyone. You definitely need coaches and clubs that are willing to work with your schedule. So that is kind of the downfall, I guess you could say. Um, we always have the main sport is soccer so we never really miss soccer practice um, unless it's like high school soccer for like club soccer or something like that Mm. Um, it's always missing like swimming practice or something um, like a side sport so that's how we dealt with it and then the coaches uh, my coach growing up were very catering and welcoming to multi-sport athletes So to take it away, I know we just kind of, you know, heavy athletic talk there. Um, Can you describe the international, and then you can correct me on this if I'm botching it, uh, baccalaureate diploma program as you graduated from that in May of 2012. I noticed that um, in doing research there, obviously, well, not obviously, if you don't know, uh, Ms. Jordan here comes from a, well, pretty early on gained dual citizenship. I'm correct. Um, so I saw the international, I saw that diploma program and I was a little bit interested. Co, if you remember that at all, can you talk about that and what that was? Yes, it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was basically, uh, I got college credits while I was in high school. So it's similar to the AP program. I know a lot of uh, schools have AP. Um, but this was just like the next level. So like, again, it was a long time ago. <laughs> Things might've changed. I might be getting it wrong. But like, for example, um, in college, I was able to get enough credits 
that I could double major. So mm. like I, I took German in high school. I took the, I believe it was like the higher level placement test. Um, so there's like higher level, there's a standard and you get like certain amount of credits if you take the higher versus standard one. And I got enough credits in that so I could skip the like basic levels of German in college. And that allowed me to oh. kind of like jump ahead. So instead of starting as a freshman in the German um, bachelor's, I was like kind of like a sophomore, you could say. Maybe not exactly, but that's how it worked. Um, and then the same with other classes. Um, again, it was a long time ago, so I don't remember exactly, but uh, it was really nice because, like I said, I, I took those college entry-level classes that you have to take as a freshman mm. in high school so I could skip those out my freshman year in college. Um, and I believe it's international because they transfer internationally, but again, don't quote me on that. Like, I could get that wrong. Um, yep. But it sounds yeah. like it was a big help in double majoring and just kind of working towards that, you know, progress wise mm -hmm. with credits and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I recommend it. Anyone that can do it, do it. Um, it's not easy, that's for sure. But it's worth it in the end, in my opinion. So to get to get back on the athletic track, I just wanted to note that, though, because obviously, mm -hmm. Um, you know, in researching, I'm well, you know, looking at the dual citizenship, but also the double major. Uh, I figured it was important to highlight that because obviously off the field, you know, stuff like that's important. Um, mm -hmm. What was your recruiting process like? I know that, you know, we talked about lettering in several sports. Um, I know Colorado was home for you um, earlier on. Was there any thought of going anywhere else or did Northern Colorado just seem like home how did that how did you end up there and did you potentially end up anywhere else uh college-wise um yeah the recruiting process for me was confusing <laughs> um mainly because I didn't personally have a direction I didn't really know where I wanted to go or where I didn't want to go um I definitely had like big name schools in my head I was like oh Notre Dame like UCLA like but that's because my teammates were like, oh, I want to go to California. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds nice. I never really <laughs> was like, this is what I want. Um, so that took me all over the place. Um, I had a lot of help with my mom writing emails every time we went to college showcases and whatnot. Uh, one thing that I'll never forget is a coach at a school that I, uh, it was in Colorado and I was kind of I was like yeah like that would be cool if I could go there it's a big name school like plays in a good league um and one of their coaches came out to one of my games and they emailed me back which at the time like no one was really emailing me back um and they're like yeah like watch you play you'd probably be better off at like d2 like not a d1 school and it absolutely just like blew my confidence oh like out was gone absolutely gone I was like am I like, should I even play? Am I even good enough to play? Like, cause I had my mind, my eyes set on division one schools, mm -hmm. which of course, like all schools have good quality. It just, do you want a bigger school? Do you want to, it depends for me. Like I want a D one. And then, so that happened and it really made me 
take a step back and kind of think, okay, is this what I want? Am I actually good enough to do this? Which is when track kind of like came more to the front forefront and was like, maybe I should just run track and like focus on that. Like, I don't know. Um, then I kind of like regrouped. Uh, UNC came into the picture and then University of Arkansas Little Rock came into the picture. And those at the end were the two schools that were really like pushing to have me come there. Um, I was really, really close to going to Arkansas. Um, the one thing that really just like put me off, I like I've never, I never lived anywhere outside of Colorado. Mm. And I thought about visiting, I thought about doing all that. I Googled it. <laughs> and like in the end, I was just like, no, like I just, I just wasn't ready to like leave the nest, so to speak, Colorado's nest, I guess. Um, so then UNC it was, Northern Colorado. For It was far enough away from home to where my parents could just drop in on me whenever they wanted, but they could come watch my home games. Um, so in the end, it was a good fit. It's just interesting, you know, uh, after doing the research, to, to hear not quite ready to leave the home nest and to see, you know, where you've been through your pro career now. Um, But that is something that is interesting to me, you know, Mm -hmm. not only the recruiting process, but just kind of college in general. I have a friend who, you know, here at UW, um, UW is kind of the big school, obviously in Seattle. And he had always been a UW guy. He went to look at Colorado state and just everything changed. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. to see how that changes uh, well, sometimes with just even a visit, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. but obviously it's kind of where people feel most comfortable. And I think maybe more so now that kind of helps people having a transfer portal. Cause not every situation is one that I know athletes want to stay in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is interesting. You know, it's, it's part of the reason I like doing this so much is you get to see the journey. Cause again, I could go and watch your game and be like, okay, you know, they played a good game um but knowing what's how we got there is also really cool to me um so now at northern colorado uh you talked about it being confusing you know that recruiting process what was your mindset headed into freshman year obviously you stay a little bit closer to home uh well than arkansas obviously um and how would you say that it played out you started 15 games that year the only freshman to start more than eight and earned a Big Sky Defensive Player of the Week award in the mm-hmm. season. How did you approach that season? Your freshman year, you know, could be daunting for several reasons outside of the fact that you're coming in to play with a new group of women, uh, but also mm-hmm. it's college, you know, it's new, you know. Um, how did you approach that freshman year? I had no expectations. Um, honestly, I, like the months leading up, to going to college we had all our coaches at our club like everyone was just saying don't expect to play like you're not going to play much you're probably going to redshirt your first year because like the freshmen never play um it was like kind of those words just being thrown around constantly so when I got to school um I was lucky enough one of my friends uh, someone I've known for I think we're probably like since 10 years old since we were 10 um and we've been playing together since we were like 13 or so, decided to go to Northern Colorado as well. So like, I already kind of had knew someone there um, from back home. So that was a comfort level. Um, 
and then I had been chatting with some of the other incoming freshmen on Facebook, which was the social media at the time. Um, so we were like getting connected through that. So um, I was really just doing my best to like, get out of my comfort zone and embrace this new life. Um, on the field, I really just did what I, all, all that I knew how to do was just work hard uh, give it your best, give it your all, all that stuff. And then, yeah, at one point my coach was like, all right, you're starting this. And I was kind of like mortified because I was taking <laughs> a position of a fifth year senior. Oh. So, you know, like there's like the hierarchy type when you come onto the team. And so I was just like, uh, like she was nice. She was nice about it. She wasn't like standoffish or anything, but I definitely in my head, I created this like, oh my gosh, she must hate me now because this happened. And yeah, no, she was nice. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a whole nother game compared to uh, what I was used to. And I like, I never really thought about it, but when I look back now, like being where I'm at, and like looking at pictures, I was like, oh my God, like I look like a child as a freshman <laughs> in college because you're 18 years old and, you know, everyone develops differently. But I look at my little legs, they're like little sticks. And then I'm going against like grown women. Like I, I feel like I just wasn't like, I wasn't at the same level. Um, so it just like blows my mind. I don't know how I like managed to do that my freshman year, but I did it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean that, and you know, if you look at the the following years, as we will here, it's not like uh, it's not like that hard work didn't pay off, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll look at that in a sec. But you know, taking that into account, you know, sort of a and again, kind of an interesting year there. Um, what was the recovery process like with the injury that you suffered in your sophomore season, uh, but also still being able to be named the Big Sky All Conference Honorable Mention team to still to go through, I mean, an injury that sounded like it was decently significant, you know, to miss some games, um, but also be on an all-conference honorable mention team. I mean, that's, it's, I'm sure that's a testament to how you're able to come back from that. Yeah, um, that injury, again, looking back at it now, having, like, knowing what I know now, um, I definitely should not have played that season. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was a really, really good ankle sprain. And I just remember the doctor I saw basically saying it would have been better if you would have broken your ankle because mm. then it would have been an easier fix than what you've done. I just really, really, just really stretched my, my bands out, um, the outside of my ankle, but I mean, like you said, like I came back, I played, um, and that was, I don't know, it was dedication for sure. I spent a lot, basically any chance I got, I was in the rehab room, I was with my athletic trainers, I was always pushing them like, oh, like I can, I can walk in a walking boot now, can I ride a bike, can I ride the like stationary, like what can I do now, like really just like pushing them. Um, so like I, if they're watching, I apologize, not like, making their jobs harder. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I like, I still kind of feel it here and there. I don't think it ever properly healed. Um, 
I was in a boot again in the spring, but for me, the spring doesn't really matter because it's the spring and our important games are in the fall. So spoken like a true athlete, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it just, it, it brought out a different side that I think was missing from my game um, because I never had a significant injury before that. I probably sprained my ankle like here and there, but it was something where it's like, oh, just walk it off. I say you're be back in like a week, like not missing any games. So this is the first time where I was sitting on the sideline every single day. I was watching my team practice. I was collecting the balls. Like I was literally doing anything I could to be on the field um, without being on the field. So it really made me miss the game, I think. Um, Yeah. So we take that. I mean, it sounds like sort of like a pleasant surprise of a freshman year. Maybe not exactly an ideal sophomore season to then junior season uh, to be named Big Sky Co-Defensive Conference MVP, Big Sky All-Conference first team that year what changed did anything change or was it still in just you know staying the course in the preparation or was anything done differently uh heading into junior year I honestly think that injury it just made something click I remember playing in a game junior year and it just like everything just felt like oh this is right like this is how it should feel like everything was flowing and just it's like some wires in my brain and just like connected for the first time or something and it just like it flowed my game felt easy it felt natural it felt like I was supposed to be out on the field um I chalk it up to being out for however long I was out for and not being able to play properly and or like play the way that I wanted to play um yeah honestly it just something just switched on so with that being said, would you say the same of winning Big Sky Defensive MVP in your senior year? Is that just something that after that injury, things just clicked and it just translated uh, in those next two seasons? Would you say that was the case as well in senior year? Um, yeah, I think I was really just, I I did feel the pressure to perform having won the uh, co-defensive player of the year. <laughs> um the previous year and leading up to that I I really just wanted to do everything that I could to um make myself the best that I could be and also look towards the future past senior year senior season um I knew that the season was going to come and go really fast and I knew that I was not ready to stop playing completely um so I believe it was the spring of my junior season, my coach and I had a meeting and we were just kind of talking about options of what I could do to prepare myself for the future, uh, what options even looked like playing in the NWSL or playing overseas. Um, that's when conversations first started. And that's when I believe I got a message from a former U youth club coach that I had who is now coaching the pride W league team, the Colorado pride that summer. And she reached out to me 
asking if I would play for her on that team. And so that was kind of like the opportunity that I had been looking for to kind of take the next step, which for me looked like stepping out of my comfort zone, um, stepping away from what I knew again. So before it was my club team and being in Colorado Springs and being home, the next step was going to UNC and playing there. And now the next step is playing on a team where I didn't know anyone um, because I hadn't done that before. So I did that that summer. And I think that really helped me prepare for my senior season. What was the journey like in the 2015 season in that tournament run? Uh, I know that seemed like it was a pretty big deal for the university. Um, If I read that correctly, it was the first D1 tournament in uh, club history, uh, beating top-seeded Idaho and PKs. What was that run like, you know, in in that group of women to be able to accomplish that feat? It was absolutely wild. (laughs) Um, It was, yeah, like my senior season, my class of senior season, and we made this pact when we were freshmen. We're like, okay, in the four years that we're here, we're gonna we're gonna win the Big Sky Championship. We're gonna do it. And every single year before that, we had just missed out, or one way or another, didn't happen. So this was like the final chance, um, and we did it. We had a really great squad, a lot of depth, which was really important, um, and. Yeah, taking it to PKs, to Idaho, like, they're no joke. Like, that, they're quite a good school, and they have a really good setup. Um, it was just really hard fought. The tournaments are never easy because you have a lot of games in a short amount of time and quick turnovers of being in a different state depending on who's hosting. So, yeah, but I just remember just, it was almost surreal when we won everyone just kind of ran every which way like usually I feel like the teams all like run together and meet and everyone celebrates together but you had people like running to the bench (laughs) running to the person who took the PK running to the goalkeeper like it was all over the place but it was a real team effort and I'm I'm really proud of us still that was definitely one of the highlights of my career. So can you reflect a little bit on not only your time at Northern Colorado, but also being inducted into their Hall of Fame, what that might mean. Obviously, you know, with your pro career, I'd say a little bit busy, right? But um, to, you know, be immortalized effectively in your uh, college's, you know, uh, history, um, what sort of, what does that mean to you? Uh, I was speechless, honestly, when I found that out. I was actually uh, in the bubble when I found out that was happening. Um, I was really just such a great moment for me. I just really felt like I did my family proud. Um, I don't know. It felt like everything that I had worked for and like time I put in at Northern Colorado was recognized, um, but also the the things that I've done since then in a way. So it just really solidified where I'm at my journey and what I'm doing. It just, uh, it definitely felt good. Um, And I definitely owe Northern Colorado a lot. So it was just, it was great. (laughs) It's fantastic, really. So uh, I know that in 2020, you were invited to speak with the team uh, at the time about what was going on um, 
well, or not necessarily what was going on then, um, but with about racial injustice and racism as a whole, you know, can you talk about that experience a little bit, you know, speaking with the team and, um, you know, not only why it's important to have those conversations, but maybe, you know, as someone who's been in those locker rooms, right. Mm -hmm. To have those conversations with teammates, because I'm sure you know about it. Uh, but there's a couple players over the off season and in WSL who were, uh, one was drafted, one was signed to clubs and have had some history of uh, unsavory things to say the least. So I feel like it may be important, you know, not only to have those conversations, you know, as human beings, uh, but also with teammates, because, you know, locker rooms, I feel like have always been such a big melting pot of different people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, you'd think it'd be impossible to have that kind of stuff happen, but obviously that's not the case. Right. Um, that was a very, for me, a big step because I like, I never had those conversations um with anyone really but for me it was something um almost like a gray zone <laughs> because like I am mixed so I I personally I felt like my whole life has kind of been like am I am I not like do I speak on this do I not um so just very unsure of myself even but I will say being with the rain at that point in time the team was taking really big steps, um, talking about race, discrimination, um, microaggressions, like basically anything and everything. We were taking the time. We were speaking as a team. Um, we were putting messages out as a team. And that really gave me the confidence to speak with the group of players at UNC at the time. Um, I mean, I... I hope it at least got them thinking, some of them thinking um, about what they say and, you know, speaking up if they hear someone say something that's just inappropriate, calling each other out. Um, Northern Colorado, when I was there, was not very diverse, um, uh, like here and there, but it wasn't, it was also like not anything I wasn't used to personally growing up where I grew up like I was used to being maybe the only like person of color on my team or like one of two or one of three or something like so it wasn't anything new so I never really thought anything of it um until I got older started learning started looking back on some things um and really my hope was speaking with the team at that time was just maybe to open their eyes um, earlier than I opened mine or like was willing to, or felt confident enough to do that for myself. Um, but yeah, I, that was a good, good start of a movement. I just hope that, um, it continues. Well, again, I think, um, I think it was Emmanuel Acho who kind of said it was, it was very important to have those uncomfortable conversations, you know, um, as someone who's half white, half Filipino, I don't really know about that, right? I've, like I was saying with locker rooms, I, you know, not to the college or professional level, but at least high school levels, the way I experienced it most with here today, a pretty wide range of different cultures and races and just people mm -hmm. in general. 
locker rooms just tend to be this melting pot again of so many people. Mm -hmm. So you'd think, you know, you wouldn't have any room for that. But obviously, Mm -hmm. again, it's not the case. And why I thought it was important to note that that conversation was had and to see, you know, your insight on it. Um, Yeah. Um, One thing I will say about that is having like been in multiple countries now, of course, like there's different cultures that come into play. But that's also been an experience in of itself. Like you, everyone's so quick to think of like, oh, America, like all the slavery and this and that. Mm -hmm. But like, it's so much, it's bigger than that. Like we've had a conversation here when I've I've been in Germany for a year and we've had a sit down and we've had a talk about what's okay and what's not okay. Mm -hmm. And for us, we have, I think like four or five Americans um, on the team different races and for us like we'd hear something and we're just like did you guys hear that and for a couple months it was kind of like like here here we go again like you know just brushed off and then at a certain point I was like you know what no like it's this is enough now like it's time to educate it's try, time to have those conversations that might be uncomfortable but they're gonna make our teammates better people be more understanding be more open-minded and considerate of people that don't look like them so that's just something uh yeah yeah I think I think that's important you know not not only to make them better people but to make sure that that doesn't escalate or there it doesn't Mm -hmm. go any further you know than that um so no I do feel like that was something important to talk on and I appreciate you sharing that because I know again they're not necessarily comfortable conversations to have Mm -hmm. you know um so to now switch to the pro career here that both you and I have already you know kind of alluded to several times you talked about Colorado and the pride uh how do you remember you know playing for the pride in the W League um team took second in the nation uh from what I saw losing to the spirit reserves in the finals but also you know you're still playing in Colorado um so Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was something that you know must have been uh cool to an extent what was that experience like yeah, that was, <laughs> it was a great experience because uh, Colorado Pride, that was my youth club. Yeah. So I grew up playing for Pride. So it was basically the home games were in my backyard. I was like living at home, playing um, with players that I like from everywhere um, and different levels. You had some that had already played overseas that were like back home playing in Colorado because that's where they're from. Um, getting to travel to other states and play. Um, I think we were up in Canada and saw a United game, I think at some point, if I remember correctly, it was like random or maybe like Washington. But it was just like a great opportunity to just get out of Colorado and get back into almost like a a youth like tournament style like we'd go to a lot of showcases in like California and here and there um but I hadn't really done that since being in college we would go places but it was like literally for like 24 hours to play a game and then go on to the next one so that was a nice experience um it again pushed me out of my comfort zone because I was really comfortable at Northern Colorado like consistent starter captain like that was I was settled in And now I'm on a team where there's players that are playing um, at like better schools than mine. 
like you know like I show up there and everyone's like oh like what school do you go to oh Washington State like oh I go to like or I went to this one or that one that everyone knows the school they're talking about and I'm like oh like Northern Colorado and they're like huh like I remember <laughs> a player was like she's like where and I was like um that's in Greeley and she was like where I was like no don't worry about it <laughs> never mind <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> like um so it was like my first kind of like experience of being just like in a place where there was players that were like they're better they were better at better schools and whatever um competing for a position competing for playing time um <clears throat> I definitely had a rough start um I think I was playing like out of position. They had a left-footed player, fullback. Um, I can, I'm a outside back, so I play on like both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had been exclusively playing on the left. So I was like then in a battle with someone who played for the team the year before, knew the coach like better than I did, um, and then had more experience. So then I was playing on the right side. And in my head, I was like, oh, it's so much different from the left side. Like, what am I doing? And then it took a little bit, but then I got got into the groove a little bit more. And by the end, it was I got like regular playing time. Um, I think I was playing price uh, starting towards the end of the season in the uh, tournament. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a very good experience. And our coach was very a lot different than my college coach because he has always been like very like laid back and never really yelled. Um, and she was like in a whole nother level. Like I, I knew her from growing up as being like the tough, like she was loud, she was tough, she was hard on her players, but all with like good intentions. It was never like crossing any boundaries or anything like that. It was just like, be better. If you play like a bad pass, like, yeah, come on, you can do that. Like you can play a ball better than that. I know I've seen it, so do it. And that for me was difficult because I, uh, as a player, like I hold what the coaches say in very high regard. So if the coach is like, that was a bad pass, then it was just my inner self-talk was just like, oh my gosh, you're a bad player. And it just like went from one mistake, one bad pass, went to like, should I even be playing anymore? I don't know. So I've worked on that. So don't worry. But um (laughs) Yeah, that was, it was a definite growing experience for me. And I, I definitely needed that for sure. So transitioning, what was your draft experience? Like you were initially drafted 35th overall by Chicago in the NWSL, uh, becoming the first big sky player drafted into the league. Um, So kind of a two part, what was that draft experience like? And then how do you reflect on your time with Chicago? Because, uh, you know, spent, camp with the red stars it looked like but then Mm -hmm. decided not to stay there how did that come into play uh was it ultimately just a better decision to go overseas um how did that fall into place so uh the draft experience for you because i know Mm -hmm. that that's mainly a u.s thing is the whole draft Mm -hmm. idea Mm -hmm. um so the draft experience for you and then how you reflect on your time uh, with the organization yeah um so like I mentioned before, my like post-college career, um, that whole thought started um, spring of my junior year. And I had been talking with my coach and of course he knows other coaches for years and that kind of thing, um, networking. 
And so by the end of my senior season, I had been talking with my coach and I was dead set. Like I'm going to Germany. I'm playing there. That's been my goal since I decided this is when I, I want to play professional. Like that's where I want to go. And um, I had gotten the contact information from an agent, from a player that I played with in the summer with the pride, um, the Colorado pride and had written him. And he was kind of like, yeah, like, the German season, they have a winter break. So like you can come out and do some trials, but you have to pay for it. And I was like, mm, don't know if I want to do that. Like I'm still in school and uh, I don't know. Um, so then my coach at Northern Colorado suggested that I enter the draft. And at first I was like, like, am I going to be picked? I don't know like I saw some of the names on the list and of course like the schools and I was like uh okay but I mean I'll do it like worst worst case no one picks me I'm still in the same boat best pace uh best case someone picks me and then at least I have like a direction and I have like that first stepping stone basically um so I did that I think it was actually before the NCAA tournament started um, oh. yeah so I think I entered the draft before that or shortly after I don't quite remember which one um, and then once I, I think I like completely forgot about the draft and of course like other people don't like they don't forget when like I had an internship I was you know trying to finish school trying to sort things out um, and draft day came along and of course I was like sitting at home like watching it and I was like oh my gosh oh my god and I was like first round like looking at the players getting picked and I was like oh my gosh like look at that and look at this and then I had to go to my internship so then I was like I mean it's basically over so I probably won't miss anything like so I go to my internship and I'm driving and I show up there and they're like my phone just starts blowing up like I sat down at my little desk like maybe five minutes and my phone is just like buzzing I'm like what is it like who's calling me and I was like my teammates and I was like you know like end call like another teammate I was like oh my god like why are they calling me so I pick up finally and I'm like like sorry boss one second I was like hello like is everything okay and they're like oh my god like congratulations and I'm like what are you talking about and they're like you you got drafted like what do you mean and I was like no nah, like stop joking and they're like no, Chicago <laughs> drafted you and I was like are you serious like what um so I like went back in and I was like uh sorry like I just got drafted and my boss was like are you kidding me <laughs> like why are you here <laughs> like why are you so like surprised and I was like I like I didn't know like I'm, like I was just speechless I was so confused and it was just like a really surreal moment and then like I think the coach from the summer like gave me a ring to congratulate me um and I was still at my internship so I still had to work like, <laughs> I was sent out on some errand and I went to go do it and I came back and my uh classmates on my on my soccer team like the girls that I had been going to school with for the last four years um they're hiding in one of the closets and then my boss is like oh you can go put it in the closet and I open it and they're like oh surprise congrats um so that was really nice and did some interviews with some newspapers um 
but that was just really just like almost like an out-of-body experience for me because I I never thought that that would have happened I never thought I would be drafted anywhere I was really mentally prepared to like pay to go do trials or like wait until the summer and then try to figure out what to do um from there so it really just made I don't want to say like made things easier but like I say it it like made the first step for me kind of because I was like well I guess I'm going to Chicago then um and I'll try to make that team and then like see what happens after that um but yeah I, I found out later that my head coach at Northern Colorado is good friends with the head coach at CSU and he knew the coach of Chicago at the time and kind of like put in a word like oh you really need to watch this player and the the coach of Chicago watched the NCAA game that we played against Arizona and liked what he saw I guess and then just like kind of took a chance um so yeah there's that and then my time at Chicago was once again me really having to step out of my comfort zone basically just leaving Colorado like the only place that I've known and like called home really outside of Germany which yeah so I went to Chicago and lived with a host family which like they're really nice people nice family but it was like almost uncomfortable for me because here I am like 20 something year old I've been living on my own for the last like four years more or less like with you know adults like my age and then I go move in with a family that has a two-year-old and like an 18-month away like I don't know a two-year-old and like a kid younger than that so like a real like like family and then like being a stranger going into someone's home I know like a lot of people might be like oh like that's not weird like they welcomed you in it's not like you're you know just like breaking in or something but it was just like oh man I was I never really got comfortable in the situation and again they're really nice like took me to Chicago Bulls game which was great like a wonderful experience um I think we understood each other well but like I always felt like you know just kind of like um so there's that and then on the field um if I'm being honest like it was not a great experience for me um and it's not like anyone went out of their way to make it a bad experience but no one went out of their way to make it a good one either Mm. um a lot of the draftees that were picked up by Chicago were from the area so they had family in the area they had friends in the area or they knew each other previously for one reason or another whereas I was like maybe like the only one or like someone else who like was from the west coast um and like going to like Chicago like I don't know so there's that um naturally just like introverted so I had a really hard time making friends like my only friends on the team were people that had to drive me to practice because I didn't have a car so they you know they kind of like pick me up and then you just like become friends because you have to spend time together because you're in the car together type of thing so uh and they had been there before they were on the team already the year before so 
Um, yeah. And then the coaching staff, like, I don't know, I learned a lot, that's for sure. And when it came time to set the roster for the season, um, the coach like brought me into the office and was like, yeah, it was really between you and another draftee. And like, she's just like technically better. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay. Like that's fair. Um, uh, it was like hard to hear. Cause of course, like I wanted to make the team and I wanted to uh, like make everyone proud back home that was supporting me. Uh, and I didn't. So I, like, I really, took it hard and I was just like okay so like what am I gonna do like he made an offer for me to stay as a international replacement player so I'd still be there still training with the team probably um but I'd have to find work uh which is fine um and then just kind of sort things out and that was the plan um initially the team went to, I think it was the first game of the season. It was an away game. I stayed behind and I went to graduation. So that worked out nice because I was able to walk with my class and see my family and kind of plan out what we we're going to do. And my parents uh, had my car shipped out there for me, which was really nice of them as a graduation present. And then literally like two weeks later, as I was kind of getting settled, like, okay, this is my life now. This is what I'm doing. The coach pulls me into his office again and says, uh, hey, like, just to let you know, I got an email from someone playing overseas. They're looking for players. I forwarded it to you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked at the email and it was some player playing in Sweden. Uh, they're looking for defenders, outside backs, um, basically saying if there's anyone who like was close to making the team but like needs more experience or whatever like send them our way please and then I was like yeah I fit the bill I guess so I wrote an email back and then yeah I just left <laughs> a couple I think it was maybe like two weeks later maybe a week later but it happened really fast after that so you know switching then to Sweden um just, I know we've talked about, you know, Europe a little bit, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, if you've been at, you know, you're Sweden and I have to, I, I know maybe perhaps you've nailed it down now, but some of the names I just will not attempt just, you know, out of, to make sure, um, you know, but Sweden uh, playing in Iceland with IBV and winning an Icelandic cup, uh, mm -hmm. heading over to Birmingham city in Atlanta. Um, and then even uh, a Spanish side, um, mm -hmm. after the rain, can you just talk about those different stops a little bit and, you know, what you might've picked up from those? Because, I mean, it seems like, you know, with the exception of that time with the rain that I will talk about here in a second, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you've been able to, to visit some really unique places. Um, and I know we talked mm -hmm. about it, you know, that's being a perk, but also, you know, you talked about, how COVID has been treated differently in different places, but mm -hmm. also I want to know a little bit about how maybe coaches have been and what you might've picked up at those different stops, if that makes sense. Yeah. So starting with Sweden, um, that was my very first experience with a professional team. Um, so at the time that's where the bar was set. Um, I couldn't really complain. I had a roof over my head. I got some money every month. Um, I had a bike to get me around town. 
And uh, the player that actually wrote the email by chance, like went to NAU, which was in my conference, um, the Big Sky Conference. So we made that connection and we became really good friends, still really good friends to this day. Um, But yeah, Sweden was really, I would say like more of a personal growth time um, while also getting more experience playing because Sweden again was a completely different style and now I was playing like coming from Chicago which is very it's NWSL like in my opinion it's very athletic like players are fast they play fast they play direct um and that's like the NWSL and then Sweden it was more like European style so we were playing the ball around the back a lot more which I wasn't used to because growing up in the States, we just play a different style of soccer. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a more off the pitch learning experience, getting my toes wet, like overseas, like living away from home, being overseas for the first time by myself, just a lot of firsts for me. I cried on the plane on the way there because I was like, oh my God, this is my first international flight without my mom. Like (laughs) it was just like such a big step in my life. I feel like Um, I was able to work on certain techniques and um, my technical side of the game a lot more, uh, which was nice. Um, But yeah, after that first season, I guess like half a season, I was there. I like I knew I didn't really want to go back to that team. Um, part of that was the coach, the setup. Like for me, I didn't know what professional soccer was supposed to look like, mm. but from other team, pl- other players on the team who had more experience playing at the professional level, they're like, "This is not it. This is not professional." And I was like, "Oh, okay. So this this is not professional. Got it." Um, so yeah, at the end of that season, I was Sweden was great. The area was so nice. Um, got to experience the Swedish culture a little bit in the summer, midsummer, mid, midsummer, <laughs> midsummer, basically, um, like learn a new language, you know, trying to order coffee in the coffee shop, like all that stuff. Um, it like, it was good. Um, didn't want to go back to that particular club, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So after that, I got in touch with the agent again from before, uh, when I was, before I was drafted and everything. And he was the one that actually connected me to IBV in Iceland. Um, again, like, that for me, I was like, Iceland plays soccer? Like what? Like I was really just like, you know, Iceland, I know it's not ice, but like, it sounds cold and, you know, didn't really know anything about the country at all. Um, And then, I mean, I went there and like shortly before I got there, I got a U23 national team call up out of nowhere, out of the blue, really. Um, So that was a whole nother experience. Uh, Iceland though was fantastic. I really enjoyed myself. Um, had a good season, 
had a really great coach, by far one of the best coaches I've had in my career. Um, he really helped me grow. He was really focused on growing his players uh, as individuals on the field, off the field, but you don't really get that so much, I think, at the professional level where coaches really care about how individual players develop uh, because it's about getting wins. And it's about, it's kind of like, if you're a good player, you come play for this team and maybe they tweak it a little bit or like tweak how you play a little bit, but you have to be good. And he was focused on, you know, taking like, okay, players, making them good, making great, good players, great, like that kind of thing. So I really appreciated that. Um, I wasn't really sure if I was going to go back or not. Um, I did in the end um, because we had a really good time. We won the cup, um, really wanted to do that again, like the second time around. Um, We weren't able to do that, which was a bummer. But at the end of that season, I knew that I had outgrown that level of play. Um, I also was not where I wanted to be because again, my goal was to play in Germany. And at the end of my second season in Iceland, I connected with a new agent um, who was really focused on my goals um, as much as I was and was willing to like go the distance basically to get me there. Um, So after Iceland, I went to Italy. (laughs) Um, And that again, I, I was so, so excited to go to Italy. Um, I've always wanted to go there. I hadn't been before. Love the food, love the culture, love the language, like just everything about it I loved. Um, again, out of my comfort zone. Uh, I was the only player that didn't speak English when I first showed up. And then a couple of weeks later, another American joined me. And that was hard. That was probably the hardest uh, place that I've played at the time because of that language barrier. And I really did my best to learn Italian because I wanted to speak Italian. So like I wanted to learn the language and I learned quite a bit, but it's always different sitting, reading a book and like speaking to your instructor than like having your coach like yelling at you and like speaking so fast. And then there's one player that was always translating, but you never get the same from the person translating as what the coach says. Um, so again, that was, that was, it was a good time. Saw a lot of places off the field. That was a great perk. Um, played against a lot of good opponents. Um, worked on my technical skills again, because, you know, I think like the further south you go in Europe, the more kind of tiki-taka they play. So like that helps grow my game a little bit more. Um, But yeah, again, did not want to go back to that team afterwards. Um, (laughs) From Italy to England. um, uh, Again, England wasn't really on my radar, wasn't on my like must play in England. (laughs) Um, But that, once again, was a whole new experience, a different style of football, um, new players, new faces, new country, new food, like everything was just new. The league was great. And I, 
I'm excited to see how that leap grows because I think it's going to continue to progress in the next couple of years. Um, I learned a lot at that uh, team as well. Um, Our assistant coach took a lot of time to work on like specific technical details. And like, for me, that was very important because growing up, I didn't have that. Like, I didn't really learn how to properly pass the ball. It was just kind of like, okay, make your foot like a golf club and just pass it. I was like, okay, yeah. So he really like went through the details of like the biomechanics really of passing it. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So like grew a little, like everywhere I've gone, like I've grown a little bit in like different areas. Um, Yeah. And then England, that season was cut short, which I'm really like still sad about because of Corona. And that's when, you know, Corona started. Um, But that brought me to play for the rain and the the bubble. And uh, that was something that I never really thought I I did not want to go back to the NWSL. That was something that once I left Chicago, I was like, I will never play in America. Like, I'm not going to do it because I did not have a good time. Um, So it took a lot for me to, like, make that decision. Um, My experience was completely different. So that was a good time Um, with the rain. um, Again, grew a lot in different areas. And, uh, yeah. I, I thought about continuing with the rain, but um, again, like I, my goal was never to play in the, in the States. It's always been to play in Germany. So every step that I've taken in my career was to get closer to playing in Germany because a lot of the teams, like my agent would be like, oh, here, here's this player. And they'd be like, ah, she plays in Iceland. Like, mm, no, thanks. And so like play in a, like a better league. Yeah, no, really like play in a better league. Like Germany's up here. Like I said, yeah, like it's a small country. I think there's only like eight teams in the league. So it's a short league. It's short season. Like, like they have their reasons and like, okay, that's fair. But then it's like everywhere I go, it it felt like I was like, okay, well I'm at the next level. I'm at the next level. How about now? And they're like, nah. So then I went, uh, to the rain. I was like, okay, well, this is the NWSL. So it's a very good league, uh, very like prominent players I'll be playing against. Um, had some misfortunes there, like picked up an injury early on. Um, and that's okay. And after that, I went to Spain, which again, like never really wanted to play in Spain, but I lived on an island off the coast of Africa and it was beautiful. It was sunny like every single day. I lived like two minutes from the beach. So definitely worth it. And uh, again, grew my game and my mental game, which is very important because that was another time where I really had to compete for a spot and play for a coach who I didn't really understand. Even though I took Spanish in school growing up, like Spanish is not that great. Um, yeah. And so from there, I went to Estizans in Germany, where I'm playing now. 
and I've reached my goal. So now I have to reevaluate my goals. Jeez, kind of took me on a whirlwind there. Um, I know, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but that, I mean, it answered it really well. It went in detail about it. And it's interesting, kind of like you talked about to, you know, whoever it was that you know, looked at it, it's like, oh, she played in Iceland. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, to me, at least, you know, it's interesting to see that, to see the different, like, like you were talking about different stops, different learning opportunities, different ways to improve mm-hmm. yourself, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's, something that's really interesting. And I think that'll give you some insight on something I'll ask after I talk about the rain here, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know you talked about it a little bit, but um, how was that experience? Cause obviously you talk about like Chicago. I was like, I do not want to be back here. Right. Mm-hmm. How, how was that different? What made it different? Was it, you know, how the players were, was it just how the organization was set up? Obviously, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. if you, it was, I'm sure it would be totally different as if you had been with the club, like say now, as opposed to when it was the bubble, just because of the way how things Mm -hmm. were. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. But how did, how did things shake up with, with the rain, obviously, and uh, under those circumstances, not only with the bubble and playing a really kind of bizarre season ish thing, Mm -hmm. uh, but also, like you said, uh, with that injury earlier on, this kind of a, a really kind of like a big storm in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the rain, when I like showed up, it's always difficult being a new player on a new team. And it's, for me, it's pretty easy to see how things will go. Um, with Chicago, I felt like everyone was kind of more standoffish. Like people weren't really talk to you if they didn't know you. Um, whereas the rain, it was like, right away like oh a new face oh hey I'm blah blah blah. I'm like and people just introduce themselves even though like don't remember your name even though you said it like two seconds ago um (laughs) it's just one of those situations and then there's also like other new players that are fresh out of college or whatever and so they're also getting to know people um at the time we were actually in Montana uh because that's where we kind of had like our preseason yes um which again, a big sky school. Uh, so it was just kind of like, like I, I had been there before. So I was like, oh, this is cool. And I like know uh, one of the coaches at Montana. So like caught up with him a little bit. Um, but yeah, just from the start, the, the situation was just different. And I feel like that was the first time where I was like, okay, this is professional. Um, just like having athletic trainers available to you. It was essentially like college, um, my college experience, like having athletic trainers, like having water, having tracking devices, like having all these things and like all the time. So it was just like having, they like brought someone in to do like massage, uh, massages on the team. And we took her with us to Utah when we went to the bubble and she was in the bubble with us. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like the players ask for something and they get it, and, like, no one's saying, like, oh, like, that's unreasonable, or, like, you don't have the money for that, or, like, whatever, whatever, which, of course, like, there's always going to be restrictions, but it was just, they want to make their players happy, because happy players perform well, and it's not like, ah, like, you know, we're kind of put on the back burner for whatever reason, it was, like, you are professional athletes, like, you are our focus, and that was a great experience, um, 
and again, like the, the players were welcoming. Um, there's actually a player there who was at Chicago when I first went to Chicago. And like, when I first saw her, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so scary. Cause she was like scary in Chicago. Like she wasn't mean, but she also wasn't nice. Like it was just like, never really talked with her. She like had her friends. Like I just like had that image of her. And then with the ring, she was like a completely different person for I like, I think it's just the environment. It was just like a happy, friendlier mm. environment. And we ended up doing a lot of rehab together because she also picked up an injury early on, very similar one. So we'd often like pass the ball with each other. And like at one point I asked her like to show me how to like kick the ball in a certain way. And she showed me and it was just a learning experience. And like playing with legend, like Jess Fishlock and Lauren Barnes, like playing with these players that like people know their names and like watching how they move, how they play, and just picking up on um, like little details from watching um, was like really big for me and really helped me um, again grow my game. <laughs> yeah, no, that's well. One, it's good to hear that because you know, I, I, I you know, if I heard that it was like Chicago, <laughs> I'd be like, well, shoot, you know, because yeah. um, at least for me, the rain took I don't know I feel like they took gave me a chance out of nowhere because I got my first press credential ever with the rain and that was the first game of challenge cup last year and I didn't miss a game been able I spoke with Lou just a few weeks no just a week ago around this Mm -hmm. actual today well not today but a week ago today you get it um (laughs) and so no it's been really great so to to hear this like oh shoot obviously not everybody's going to have a good experience Mm-hmm. you know, with every team. Um, but to know that the organization does, you know, reflect that, you know, on the players is a good thing to hear. And I know that I spoke yeah. to uh, Bill Predmore at the uh, announcement that the team was returning to Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. And he seemed like a nice guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, same with Laura Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, that is, you know, it's good, good to hear, but also, so, you know, with you being able to play in these different leagues and, obviously different places um you've seen how different leagues have been and you know different teams have been run you know what are your thoughts on expansion in the NWSL and what it may mean for their league going forward because obviously it's a relatively newer league I mean what 2013 um so I mean there's still growth to be had and obviously there have been their issues I don't think that's something that if they know about the league is new right especially last season um but just expansion, I know that, you know, having California teams is big just because California's market. Um, like some players, funny, from Chicago basically said, hey, I want to go play back home. And that was granted, you know. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on expansion and what that might mean for the league? Because, and I'd like to know your side of it because of, you know, your experience in different leagues and with different, in different areas. Yeah, um, I think it's fantastic that they're expanding. Um, I would love to see a team in Colorado um, that might get me to go back home and play. Um, but uh, yeah, something that I like I've been saying for years, basically since I started my professional career, it's like, I don't understand how in the States, MLS and NWSL, they don't have relegation like in the MLS, especially because they have so many teams and like the NWSL, like not so much like, but now with this expansion, there's more teams. 
And then you do have other leagues in the States yep. um, that like might not be professional, but they could like build into it. Um, I mean, I don't know how like the finances work. So I know like here, sometimes you might play in the first league and if you get relegated to the second league, then you lose sponsors and then you have to play in the second league and then you have to do well with what you have. And if you do well enough to get promoted again, then the sponsors come and then you have the money. Like there's a minimum, I think you have to be able to pay your like half financially. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors that I don't know all the details about, but personally, I would really like to see promotion relegation situation go on um, in the NWSL because right now I know they have the tournament, like they're continuing on, um, which is fine. But it's like, what are you playing for, though? Like, you're playing for, like, bragging rights. And then, like, mm. I mean, if you're at the bottom of the table, like, nothing happens. You're just, you weren't as good as other teams that year and uh, try better <laughs> next time, you know? So I think that would bring an interesting, like, I don't know. I think it would be really interesting if something like that came along in upcoming years. I don't know if it ever would, but... uh I would like that. Maybe like a Champions League, but for like North America. Mm. That would be cool. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think the women's side has like a something like that. I think the men's side does, right? Uh, well, the that. Sounders are playing in CONCACAF Champions League here in a little bit. Yeah. In uh, Montagua they're playing in the first round of 16 because they qualified. Um, right. But no, that would like a North America, that would make sense to me, not only because, um, you know, like you said, there are the different leagues in the U S I know that uh, there, there's another big league relaunching uh, mm-hmm. this season, I think. And I've been following it and seeing the different teams they add. I think they're going to have a team in Spokane in Washington. I pay attention to, you know, my state obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I know if Mia Fischel, who was a pretty high draft pick in this past year's draft, declined her rights to play where she was drafted, and she's going to go play mm-hmm. in Mexico. So, oh yeah, you know that's. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously it's not like the talent's not around, you know. So yeah. that would be interesting to see. Yeah, um, and I know on your your thoughts of Colorado. I know that the ownership group that just bought RSL has said that they were going to bring back Utah. So Mm -hmm. interested to see, you know, how that continues to grow. I know it sucks for at least talking to uh, Lauren Barnes, obviously sucks to lose teammates, right? Cause you you get to know Mm -hmm. these people and uh, you know, if they're around for a few years and they're drafted and they're gone, you know, but also I know that with Danny Weatherholt, she Mm -hmm. gets to go back home and that was a big deal Mm -hmm. for her, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, Obviously, I'm sure it's bittersweet, but in the long run, I'm sure it's better for the league as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. You get the opportunity for more women to come into the league. Um, yeah. So, no, that is something that's interesting, but enough, enough in WSL. <laughs> you know, we're in Germany now. Well, not we, you. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, reevaluating your goals. I mean, is it working around different leagues in Germany or... I mean, are are you still at that step where you're still looking at things um, and sort of deciding where you want to go? Or is it just kind of also maybe staying in the moment with your current club? Yeah, um, at the beginning of the season, I I definitely had a hard time um, 
getting motivated, which was new to me because I'd always had a motivation and I realized it's because like my whole professional career has been centered on playing in Germany. That was my, like, if my career ended before I played in Germany, it would be a failure. Like I, I've said that multiple times throughout the years. So then I like, I made, I got my biggest goal. And then I was like sitting there one day and I was like, well, then what am I doing? Like, what, like, why am I here? Like, yeah, played in Germany. Like I'm still playing in Germany, but like, then what, like now what, what's my, what am I trying to do now? Um, and so like, I talked with our sports psychiatrist here and we had like a chat and we started talking about like life after soccer. And I was like, oh no, like I went home after that. And I was like, hot, nope. Like, I'm not ready to have that conversation. Like I'm not at that point. So then I just, you know, like step back and I was like, maybe it's not so bad not to have like a clear goal right now like a clear motivation and like just play and I was like yeah okay we're just gonna play and we're gonna see what happens um I do have like other things that I'd like to accomplish before everything's said and done and I hang up my boots which will probably not be for another 10 years hopefully um and like that's more around like you know playing in Champions League uh, maybe playing in France so I get the like the big five in Europe <laughs> um, and then maybe like doing like how the men do it and like going over to Asia and like playing there mm. um, I've been really intrigued um, with the culture and the lifestyle I feel like I it really kind of like lines up with how I live my life so I'd be interested to see if that is uh, just in my head or if that is like true um so yeah there's other things on my agenda um of course like getting a national team call up would be really great um but I also realize now like getting older and there's like young talents coming in like which is like fantastic so that's something where if it happens that'd be really great but if it doesn't like my career is not a failure Thing, so it is interesting to note that it's kind of a hey I got here now what you know yeah. um but also I'm sure that you know it's you're someone who I, to, to go back to how we talked about it earlier kind of uh, uh stay close to the nest kind of thing to now where you've mm-hmm. you know been several different places so mm-hmm. um it seems like you know you kind of are able to do a pretty good job of adjusting about that so it will be mm-hmm. interesting to see you know where this journey continues to take you and you know, if we're keeping with that 10-year time frame, I'm sure we'll see more expansion by then. And maybe <laughs> there will be a Colorado. So yeah. uh, that'll be something to note. But no, I appreciate your time. Um, obviously, completely different time zones right now. But um, I always link dis- uh, socials in the description. Is there anything that you want to mm-hmm. promote, put out there, uh, or have me link in the in the description? Um, yeah, just my Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it. That's probably what I'm on the most. But nothing to really put out there, just kind of playing your game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you for your time and I'm interested to see where else it takes you. Um, again, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me.